0: Hold on a second, Steven. Do you have a butt chin? Yes. (gasps) (laughs) I didn't even know this. It's like I don't even know you. Steven, I always said to you, I wouldn't let fame change me. Huh? Just because we're famous now doesn't mean that we're any different than we were when you first started listening at the beginning. But Steven? Yes. Oh, by the way, I'm Nate. That's Steven. This is Movies on the Side. <laughs> and we are famous because oh. you are listening to the Velvety Voices of the number 55th ranked movie review podcast in America. <laughs> Steven, how does it feel? Well, Nate, I'll tell you. Being in the Casey Kasem top 100.
1: Feels great. Feels great. I I signed us up for this service that lets you know how you're ranked Mm -hmm. among the podcasts. Mm -hmm. This may be because Apple Podcasts just recently changed its category headers, and I made sure to get in on the ground floor of that. New category, you know what I mean?
0: Oh, so we're really not 55th, but we like, we're well, we more diligent than the thousand others who forgot to switch.
1: <laughs> we might be 55th for about a week, but th- listen, that week alone, that's good stuff right there. I don't even care. Very excited. I don't even care. No, no, no I don't I'll take care it. at all. And not only that, but we have had another fan uh, purchase a shirt, a Mott shirt.
0: Nice. It's getting out there. Fun stuff. It's spreading. Like mad cow disease.
1: (laughs) Like bird flu. Listeners, we just recorded a wonderful Patreon episode that ended into the discussion of my butt chin, which Nate didn't know I had.
0: I learned something new about you. Just uh, as a little bit of a teaser, Steven is uh, hiding his chin light under a beard bushel.
1: That's right. And we also discussed pictures from my college dorm
0: experience. So We all learned about Steven today, and it was pretty cool.
1: (laughs) Yes, you should go to Patreon.com slash movies on the side. And that's where all the fun stuff. We're laughing. We're talking about butt It's all there. I think we even talked about bidets. You should check it out. If you support us on Patreon. If you
0: support us at all.
1: If you support us at all with anything. You get uh, access to all the bonus episodes. And we try to do one a week. And I think we've been pretty consistent. So check those out. And MotsFam.com for shirts, mugs, hoodies, and uh, all that stuff. We got merch. MotsFam.com. Maybe I should uh, get a Dorian Hurricane Mott's crossover branded shirt. That'd be fun. Mm. You've seen that hurricane? You know the hurricane's coming up? Yeah. Coming for you. Yep, it's coming for me. We're excited today because we're going to be talking for about five to seven minutes about the 2004 disaster movie, Day After Tomorrow. Listeners, we don't have a ton of time, so we're going to jam through this. I just have a couple things to say,
0: Nate. This is not going to be a Van Helsing-esque uh, rundown of the movie. No,
1: no, no. You got bonus time in that, but listen, if you want more Mott's, that's why we said... Patreon.com slash movies on the side. Have you had any coffee yet this morning? Yes, I did, but it's, you know, still kicking in.
0: You know what I mean? Right, it's still working its way through.
1: Yeah. So anyway, I'm glad we're returning to our roots, albeit for about 10 minutes here, because the 2004 movie, Day After Tomorrow, rated 44 slash 50 on Rotten Tomatoes, 44 critic score, 50 audience score, which is what I expect from a disaster movie. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is my canonical disaster movie this is what i look for in a disaster movie this is what you want this is what i want, I want st- what you really really want hmm? Hmm? wait a minute i want someone like dennis quaid someone like jake gyllenhaal totally unbelievable acts of weather and water and snow and that's just uh, kind of fun right so i love day after
0: tomorrow we're gonna get right to it we're not gonna beat around the bush at all no here's what i'm gonna say Day after tomorrow, one of my favorite disaster movies. Actually, this movie, I think, may be my favorite disaster movie. Or close to uh, it. Huh? Uh,
1: huh? See, I think I believe these. This is another Roland Emmerich directed film.
0: Uh, by the way, at the end of this, we're going to rate, rank. You don't know this yet.
1: No, I don't know this. This is totally new.
0: We're going to rank our Roland top five Roland Emmerich movies <laughs> after this.
1: Okay, I'll have to do it very quickly. Yeah, very good. Very good. Sure. This movie is super heavy on the global warming. I think they say global warming about 120 times
0: in this movie. Which I'm trying to think in 2004, were they a little bit ahead of the curve? I feel like it was maybe like 2008 where we were getting it a little harder heavier and harder, no?
1: Yeah, I think they were a little ahead of the curve, but also behind the terminology curve. Because if this movie was made in 2014, it would be climate change.
0: Right, exactly.
1: As opposed to literally saying, yeah, global warming.
0: warming. Right, because when you say global warming, when it gets really cold... They go. Wait a minute. Yeah, that's it. Don't, That's don't, why right, this exactly. is a hoax conspiracy. Right. Right.
1: Uh, I think they literally, they literally had a global warming conference. Like the name of the conference was the global warming conference. Pretty right.
0: Much. Like like many disaster movies, it went from saying this could happen in ten year, or 100 years or a hundred years or a thousand years, and then it went to ah, oh, this is going to be like ten years, and then someone goes like, it's not months, it's weeks, and then it happens like tomorrow. <laughs> The day after tomorrow. Mm, that Wait a minute. Is that why it's called that? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, the moral of the story is basically, I mean, it's basically like treat the earth right. But then I, I also, the, the or I'm jumping around all, everywhere because no, totally I just That's... had coffee and it's just hitting my system right now. Mm, perfect. But Steven, the very end of this movie is the craziest, weirdest way to end a movie where I assume a third of the world has just been wiped out. That's right. Frozen solid. Similar to San Andreas. uh, Go listen to our San Andreas podcast episode. That's right. With The Rock. Where Mm -hmm. everyone sits around... Um, smiling at each other from the helicopter, uh, Dennis Quaid <laughs> smiles at his son like, "It looks like you found love in this tragedy, mm-hmm. you and Emmy Rossum." Right, and like the the astronauts up there, like, "Have you seen the air look so clean? Right. Look at the <laughs> the bones of the people that got f- frozen." And it's it's a bit of like a hopeful like, "Ah, mm. oh, now like, what a great reset! Like the Earth really." Gleaned our numbers down. It's a bit of a Thanos snap, pre-Thanos. But the amount of positivity happening. that everyone had, uh, and no one talked about like, hey, did my aunt in Minnesota just get popsicled? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> but look at the air quality. That's, that's amazing. One of the things I love in this movie,
1: and I think what makes me love disaster movies in general, is the ominous music that plays pretty much throughout. It's not great orchestral music, but for some reason it, uh, it gets me. Yeah. gets me. You know what I mean?
0: It's kind of over the top. Okay, let's go through the characters real quick. Yes, please. We're going to just run through them. Yep. And you tell me, like, quick thoughts. Yes. Round Robin. Dennis Quaid. I like him. I like him in a disaster movie. Okay. I'll, I'll say I used to think he was good. In seeing it recently, I'm not sure... If I liked his acting as much.
1: He probably didn't have great raw material to work with. You know what I mean?
0: I'm not sure if I believed him at a podium. I think is really where Mm -hmm. I believed him out trudging through the ice. I think he looks uh, great with a little fur hood around his, like (laughs) pulling his goggles down and looking aghast.
1: I believe him doing the snowshoes and like saving his team members. I believe that part.
0: Oh, absolutely. So I like that part. Okay. Jake Gyllenhaal.
1: You know, okay. He was a little whiny. In this movie, and uh, you know, I like him towards the end when he's rallying the library people and stuff. But uh, he was a little whiny before
0: that. Okay, I I really like I really liked him, and I'm going to be honest, romance corner. Yes. I sort of liked him and the girl, yes. and Emmy. Now, for that, I absolutely,
1: for some reason, believe this romance. You know, usually disaster movies totally screw this up, but I liked Gyllenhaal and Rossum.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure at 2004 in 2004 and the. I think developing romance in my life for the very first time. Mm, I think I saw this and went like, I want my own Rossum and I want to be the Gyllenhaal. That's
1: right. I like them on the plane when they go through turbulence and he like grabs onto her hand and then the little moments of jealousy because she's talking to that other, you know, Ivy League college guy.
0: Right. The moments he has hypothermia and she's holding him tight and is like, I got to make sure that you, and it's, and I watch that like, man, I want hypothermia. (laughs) (laughs)
1: but I like because it's not like overly sexualized like it's cute uh, college relationship What, what, what are you doing I'm using my body heat to warm you if we let the blood from your arms and legs rush back to your heart too quickly your heart could fail
0: It's age-appropriate, even though they're probably both, like, 25 when they filmed this movie. And they're supposed to be high schoolers.
1: I fell down a little bit of an Emily Rossum hole uh, as I was imdb She was born, same year I was born, 1986. Her birthday's Ah. coming up,
0: September 12th.
1: And I always forget where else I remember her from. What other movie?
0: It's a Disney Channel original movie.
1: No, no, none other than Phantom of the Opera. (gasps) Right. Also a 2004 movie with uh, Gerard Butler as the Phantom.
0: Christine, you must have been
1: dreaming. Turn your face away from the
0: garish light of day. No more talk of darkness. Forget these wide-eyed fears. How come we didn't mention any Phantom the Opera stuff in our musical episode? You know, I've never seen it on Broadway. Well, we'll do thoughts later. I think that movie does require a little bit of something, something. Gerard Butler is the b- phantom. All right, back to it.
1: The other character I'd like to talk about, Frank Harris, is the guy that falls
0: through that mall roof. The guy that cuts himself loose. Oh, man. That scene was tough, but I, I thought that was a good scene. I hate, I remember, I watching that every time, I think, you don't have to cut yourself loose. Like, there's got to be a different way. I know. Ugh. <laughs>
1: That was a tough scene. I thought that was good suspense. I felt I didn't even really know that character very much, but I still felt
0: for him. You know. Yep. I like that. Yep. Okay. How about the uh, the homeless guy with the dog?
1: I could have done without that.
0: I I, I kind of dug that guy. Really? I was on board. I was
1: I was kind of on board with that guy. Is he literally the same guy from the meteor disaster movie? Oh yeah, yeah.
0: He's. It is literally the same guy, isn't he? I well maybe I don't know. Anyway, anyway. anyway. Um. What about the the mom the mom who's in the hospital dr lucy hall we jump jump to the hospital a lot yep i like her and uh the conflict of that
1: last patient she's gonna stay with them till the end but rescue comes i'm down with that
0: yeah i was i don't know wasn't my i mean she was great that type of character it's not my favorite of just like I i see jumping back to her i think you jump back to that and it's like oh i get it we're supposed to care about the individual
1: right i get that couple awesome scenes. This is what I want in a disaster movie. And somehow in 2004, they got the special effects pretty well, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. The tornado scene through Los Angeles and then the wave scene in New York. The wave going through the city looks pretty dang good. (laughs) It looks really good. Even all the way up to where that wave is like about to get Emily Wassum as she's helping that family out of the taxi.
0: Which that wave is moving. Okay. The, the speed at which weather moves in this is preposterous. Like, <laughs> the, I, I, like, that scene, it cuts to she's in the back of the taxi. Jake Gyllenhaal's running towards her. Right. The, the, that thing has been, that wave has been coming down the street as if it's been stuck in traffic and it's moving at about 10 right. miles an hour. <laughs> Just right. like, and they outrun it. They outrun it like up the stairs, yes, through the glass. And uh, I didn't believe that. No, okay. Several questions about that. That wave looks great. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm down for that. Yes, they talk about getting to higher ground. <laughs> They're in like the rich guy's penthouse, like his dad's, like, hey, my dad's not around, so I'm just here. Right. Like, you want <laughs> right. to stay here? And he's like, which I assume was in a tall building. <laughs> yes, the, New York is notoriously full of what I like to call. Sky scrapers, yes, I've which heard of them. Feels like this is the place to go. They, when they have to go to higher ground, they go to the library, <laughs> which is what four stories maximum, the, the shortest building in New York that we yeah. visually see as very short. <laughs> what? I did. Tell me. Tell me why. Why. Why? Well, they were
1: trying to escape the city, and so I guess it was the closest building to where it, they were It shows stopped. like a top view and it's surrounded by like yeah, that is true. 30 story buildings. That's your well, you never It's know. the shortest one. <laughs> you never know if you can get into those buildings, you know what I mean?
0: Could be long. Oh, you like you, you feel like you got to like buzz in yeah, for the you know, security you know guard.
1: I mean, the security guard got took out by the wave. I mean.
0: A short building, but at least it has a fireplace which apparently is uh, <laughs> is the great can we talk about the creeping cold? Yes, that's
1: the next thing I wanted to talk about. Yes. The, the climax of this movie is the totally preposterous idea that some sub-zero freezing cold wind shoots down a hurricane of a blizzard. Because they compare it to a hurricane where it even has like an eye. Yep, yep. And apparently the eye wall
0: is this freezing cold air. It pulls down from the troposphere or something. Yeah, <laughs> something ridiculous. Pulls down the air from, Yes, yes. The storm's rotation is pulling super-cooled air all the way down from the upper troposphere. The effect for
1: and suspense of it, I was down, I was down for it. I okay,
0: Stephen, I'm
1: completely
0: with you. This, it's yes. the most ridiculous thing, <laughs> but it's it's similar to in the old Ten Commandments movie mm. with Charlton Heston, when the angel Correct. of death sweeps through Egypt and it's like a little cloudy wisp. Yes. But this one is like a little icy tendrils yes it's wonderful they treat it like poisonous gas and mm, it moves yeah, about as right. slow
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and yep.
0: and what is what is this you know a thousand degrees below zero right what is its weakness Stephen? how do you combat it you just have to build a fire but no you first have to close a door oh that's <laughs> all you have to that's do true. is close the door first
1: Close it because everyone knows every door is airtight
0: they're There's wooden right. doors in the library. Right. The cold can't right. get through that. That's right.
1: Although, and it is strange that, you know, the fire is in a fireplace, which has a chimney,
0: and I would think... Why doesn't the cold creep air, down that?
1: Yes, can go
0: down a chimney. So, not great continuity. There are windows in that in that room. <laughs> Every other window gets shattered, and yet somehow they're oh, fine. That's
1: true. Yeah, that's true. I'd Listen... But,
0: okay... I'm down. I'm, I'm completely down. When, yes. when Dennis Quaid's Same. running through the snow, drags oh, that dude's yes. body through the hole, and then he looks, yes. before he pops into the area, he looks and yes. sees the flag freeze yes. as it starts to billow. It's perfect. Perfect. That's so good. It's so good. Roland, you dirty dog. You've done it. <laughs> it's it's totally ter- down for it's it. It's crazy, but I love it.
1: I just want to point out a moment ago I said uh, Emily Wassum. It's a, it's actually Emmy, Emmy Rossum. So, excuse me. Uh, pardon me.
0: <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> just insert it in there. Like, when you <laughs> say it, like, yeah. And I really loved watching Emmy Wassum. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing was, I said Wassum. Oh, was. Like I, was about I to just said it awesome, too. But anyway, yes. yes. But anyway. Okay. Man, this movie was wasom The show's over.
1: All right. <laughs> I want to rate this movie on a scale of zero to five nietzsche books because i think they mentioned nietzsche as one of the books in the library and they throw it in the fire
0: Uh, that that one lady was talking about them as if they loved burning books like (laughs) i get it you're burning i was like they're trying to burn books to stay alive right i get it like start burning the encyclopedias we don't need those with (laughs) the internet
1: (laughs) that's right so from zero to five nietzsche books nate how would you rate day after tomorrow
0: viewing this as an adult Mm-hmm. It's not as good as I remember. This was firmly my rose colored glasses. Yep. The science is preposterous. <laughs> the maps that they show on the screen to explain science mm-hmm. is <laughs> ludicrous. And a, But some cool 3D animation of a swirling hurricane esque yep. storm. Yep. So that's also great. I'm going to give this movie a three. I'm going to give it a three out of yeah. five mm-hmm. books. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say the greatest part, the the creeping cold, is great. Yep. yep. Um, I'm even kind of cool about the CG wolves, which I don't understand why they're CG. Why couldn't you just get like big dogs to do that for you? Um, <laughs> yeah. And like, there are actually some really touching scenes of people dying, <laughs> like yeah. Frank. Yeah, exactly. Uh, those guys, the British guys, um, who were just holed up in that. Yeah, the British guys in that weather area yes like and i forgot to mention
1: there's like a phone call between dennis quaid and that british guy and it's a super touching phone call because they both realize like that he's gonna die yeah it's a good moment
0: yeah yeah i thought it was all pretty good um they had some touching parts the i thought it was watching it now uh, the interesting scene of americans trying to immigrate to mexico oh yeah and bursting through the fence on the other side yes of uh, roland
1: (laughs) (laughs) It was a little ahead of its time, I think.
0: Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah, I thought it was like, as far as disaster movies, I like it, to be yeah. honest. But yes. it's still like, it's a little over. We didn't even talk about the, the the hail scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's over the top. I really wish it would have dialed back a little bit. If this movie was remade, we talked about like the remakes. And like if mm-hmm. Day After Tomorrow 2... Would that be the day after the day after tomorrow?
1: <laughs> fortnight tomorrow? Yeah.
0: Would watch. Would view. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Yes. Three out of five.
1: Well, I'm going to go just a little higher. I'm going to go three and a half mm-hmm. Nietzsche books out of five. Because I feel like if you're going to watch any disaster movie, yeah. if you want to know if you will like disaster movies, this is the movie to watch. It's great as a disaster movie. And uh, start here.
0: Yeah, it's a great it's a great litmus test. I really yes. feel like if you like this movie, you will like 90% of disaster movies. If you don't like it, you can firmly cross off the whole genre.
1: Except the Dwayne Johnson ones. I would encourage you to do this. Mm, I would not. <laughs> We're doing our top five Roland Emmerich directed movies.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Insert that in. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we'll put that at the beginning. Here we go. Yeah, I'm just going to shoot from the hip. Yes, go. I'm going to go... Number one, The Patriot. Mm-hmm. Number two, Independence Day, The O'Ridge. Yes. Number three, Stargate, actually, 1994, Nerd Heaven. Mm. <laughs> number four, This One, Day After Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go number five, White House Down. With Channing Tatum it was released at the same time as Olympus has fallen, I believe when they released two of the White Houses getting invaded It's hilarious at the same time, and I think Jamie Foxx versus Morgan Freeman is I'd love to do a side by side comparison of those movies, but anyway, those are my top five and then i would then it goes like Universal Soldier anonymous to twenty twelve blah 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 Godzilla. At the very bottom. At the very bottom. By the way, I just watched a Roland uh, interview. Roland said, hey, I just watched Godzilla recently. And he basically said, like, it's not as bad as it could have been. And then he goes, I talked to a lot of kids who were kids when it came out who are now 28, who that movie holds a special place in their heart. And I was like, Roland, just admit it. It was a hot (laughs) pile of garbage. (laughs) But he's. But I. I understand. He's looking back. He's trying to find. He's probably been taking crap from it his whole life.
1: Yes, that's true. <laughs> okay. Well, my five top down Independence Day number one classic, mm. the Patriot number two. Day after tomorrow is number three, mm-hmm. and then because of my pension for disaster movies, 2012 is number four. Yikes! And I've never seen the Stargate or. Uh, Universal Soldier, I don't think. And uh, White House Down is number five. Same as yours. And one last side note. Emmy Rossum. She stars opposite Liam Neeson in the Cold Pursuit movie that is now out for rent. <gasps> <laughs> and I really think we
0: need to do that movie ASAP. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay, hold on a second. Uh, this needs to make the podcast. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find it. Yes. She was in a Disney movie where... The guy is Charlie and Chaz. He clones himself. He's a nerd. What? Genius. A television movie, television film, 1999, Disney Channel, original movie. Shout out to those who can remember this movie with Emmy Rossum called Genius with Charlie and Chaz. She plays Claire Addison.
1: (laughs) What in the world?
0: That, my friend, is a deep pull. And that was where my love for Emmy Rossum began in 1999.
1: Party like it's 1999. You got it.
0: It's the end of the world as we know it, and I feel fine. When I fall in love, it will be
1: forever.